What is going on, everybody? Welcome back. And today we're doing a new segment on RizzoCast called Why I Love the Game. And uh, it's going to be a roundtable of people such as we have here, as you may have noticed. Uh, and this is the SF Giants Elites group chat, which um, I'm in. And it's a strong uh, energy group with uh, a lot of great live tweeting, uh, live messaging, and they follow the San Francisco Giants, and beyond that, they follow Major League Baseball, and I'm excited to have people come on here and talk about their baseball stories. I thought it would be a good idea, uh, so I'm very excited to do this. Uh, so let's kind of introduce everybody here. Um, we have Sophie from Texas. Sophie, if you could give us a wave. Hey. We have Kevin from Phoenix, if you could give us a wave. Uh, and then we have Brennan from the Bay Area. And then we have, of course, Isaac from El Cerrito. And we're going to be talking about why we love the game and kind of uh, our favorite baseball stuff, how we got into the game, um, et cetera. So I'll start this off. And the first question here is uh, simple, and this is how we're going to lead it off. How you started to love the game and how you kind of started to follow the game. So I'll answer it first. Um, the 2010 Giants for me was really the beginning. I was eight years old when they won the World Series. It was amazing to watch. Um, and I remember watching Tim Lincecum throw a complete game, two hitter against the Atlanta Braves, completely dominant. Um, and Roy Halladay actually threw a no hitter the uh, night before in Philadelphia. And Lincecum's game had a higher game score than Halladay's. And Made me fall in love with that guy. I mean, he's just like everybody else. He had In-N-Out Burger before every start. So following that team and following Tim Lincecum was kind of the uh, the start of the love affair uh, for me. So we're going to kind of go around the horn here. We'll start with Isaac here. Isaac, when did you start loving the game, and how did you start following it? Well, ever since a young age, uh, I feel like my dad kind of introduced me to the game slowly, but I feel – 2010 is when I really started like following it for myself and like I just remember reading through the sports page every morning reading about that exciting group Pat the Bat, Cody Ross, Huff who now we found out is an asshole but uh, <laughs> it is what it is and then like just reading about that exciting group that really like started my love for baseball and then around that age is when I actually started playing so, like, the combination with, with the Giants being great and then me playing, that just made my love for baseball, like, strong and started it. Awesome. What about you, Brennan? Um, well, I, I've been going to games, like, ever since I was little. But for me, I didn't understand what was going on. So, it was, like, more of a family outing. Um, 2013, like, is when I started to actually understand what was going on. And 2014 was the first year I started playing baseball. And so then I, I didn't watch because at that point my family didn't have a way to watch the game. So I just listened to them on the radio and then I started to get more into the game, like understanding what was going on. And I didn't really follow it. So I wasn't too like excited about the Giants winning the World Series that year because it's what I grew up with. And I thought it was just like a normal thing. They did it all the time. And so, yeah, and then the next year, 2015, um, I was actually able to watch the games, and that's when I started following the sport and falling in love with it. Awesome, yeah. Um, 
I didn't start watching full time until 2011 either. Um, but 2010 was kind of my first glimpse of it. Kevin, what about you? When, when, did, when did your love affair start? So actually, I don't watch baseball at all. I actually really hate the sport. I don't <laughs> really don't know how I ended up here. No, I'm just kidding. But um, it kind of just always was in me. Like, I don't have like a specific day that I fell in love with this team. It's just my dad worked for a company where once a year we'd get sweet tickets to um, the games. So like all my childhood memories were at like AT&T Park watching Barry Bonds and just like seeing that. And I, and then I played little league from age three. So I just always loved baseball. Baseball was always my sport. And I just kind of just fell in love just watching the games. And I became super obsessed with like the MLB video games. Like I had MLB like 2K6 on the PlayStation and I play that all the time. And every single year since I've gotten a baseball game. So I've kind of just been obsessed with it and it's just never ended. Yeah, we have some legendary MLB The Show players in here, that I know. Sophie, what about you? Um, so my experience is pretty similar with Kevin. I, um, my mom worked for a company where we would get tickets every year, um, and they were always Battle of the Bay games against the A's, um, which are pretty exciting games every year. Um, so for as long as I can remember, I grew up sitting in AT&T Park watching um, Affel and Kane and um, you know, Madison when he got drafted and Timmy and stuff. So I think always, I've always had a love for the game, just growing up around it. You know, when you're sitting in the park and you see it every year, you know, the more you grow up, the more the game grows up with you. And I think that's also um, a very special thing. So yeah, probably around 2010 though was um, when I really started fully understanding the game and how it all works and stuff. Awesome. So we all have one player or a couple players that are near and dear to our hearts. Uh, I have a couple. Um, in terms of Giants, I mentioned Tim Lincecum. Uh, in terms of current Giants, um, I mean, I think we're all in agreement that Mauricio Dubon is yeah. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> in every step of the way. He's on the energy he brings to the field. Uh, he's a good looking dude. I mean, he's got it all going for him. Uh, and, you know, in baseball and other – I'm a big Mike Trout fan. Um, when I went to Angel Stadium uh, a couple years ago, he was actually on the DL because he uh, slid head first in the second base and he, like, tore a thumb ligament or something. That was a bummer. But I have seen Trout play in person at Oracle Park, and he did go deep. So that was awesome. I think the guy's one of the best players to ever live, and it will certainly go down that way. Another guy, you might see him up here in the corner. Let's see. Derek Jeter's up there right over here next to Mike Wazowski hanging on the shelf. But Derek Jeter is another one of my guys. I love his attitude. Love what he, love what he preaches. And um, so those are a couple of my favorites. So I was wondering what you guys think. We'll start here now with Kevin. Who do you, you kind of like in terms of favorite baseball players? Uh Obviously, the basic Giants fan answer, especially from, like, 2010, is Lincecum. Like, I feel like every every kid I knew that was a Giants fan, like, idolized Tim Lincecum. Every pitcher tried to pitch like him. We all wanted to be just like him because he just seemed like a normal dude with a funky style, and he was so good. And, like, it, it was very hard not to be obsessed with him. And I guess other play like, recent players, 
Um, I'm a really big Javier Lopez fan. Um, this is going to be controversial, but the first Giants player I've actually ever met was Hunter Strickland. So he has a very deep spot in my heart, even though he might not be too amazing anymore. And a lot of fans don't like him, but he's always has that little soft spot for me just because he was the first person I actually met and was able to like talk to. Awesome. Yeah. I always think of, uh, whoa, history. And uh, when, <laughs> when Bryce Str- Harper, yeah, Bryce Harper comes after Hunter Strickland. I was at that game. Yeah, Memorial Day, right? Yeah, Strickland yeah. lands a punch. Harper lands a Harper punch. Harper lands a punch. Thank you. Yeah. And then Morris, Michael Morris, Jeff Samarja. Michael Morris, bless him. Yeah, there's hair all over I'm the place. There's a mess. So, Isaac, what, what do you think? What, what, what are your, some of your favorite players? Before I start, I do love Strickland. I'm a proud Strickland fan. <laughs> I love his competitive spirit, his energy, fighting, punching walls. It's all great. But players, I mean, first couple years, I really fell in love with Buster Posey. I mean, like, he, like, was a rookie in 2010, I think, and that that's as soon as, like, I started getting into the game. So, like, the more he played, like, the more I, like, knew about baseball. So, like, we kind of, like, grew up together. Not really, but, like, you know what I'm saying? And then 2014, I really loved uh, Pence and Bumgarner. I like Pence because, like, his spirit, his energy, his pep talks just, like, lighted up the Giants, like, brought fire and energy to that team. And then Bumgarner, him always beefing with the Dodgers, I love that because you could tell he cared about his team and cared about winning. And, yeah. Awesome. So if you guys are listening, you won't be able to see this, but if you're watching on YouTube, you will. Speaking of Hunter Strickland, there he is when he came back and a lot of fans were excited to see him. So there's my plug. Um, Brennan, what about you? Who's your favorite players? Well, when I first grew, when I like very first started watching, like, like the only, I think the only player I really knew existed Buster Posey. Um, so he was like automatically my favorite because like everyone was talking about him. He was the only one I knew. I'm too young for Barry Bonds. So, um, and then after that, when I first started getting more into the sport, Bumgarner was my guy because I loved how he could pitch well and hit well. I just thought that was super cool. And and then later on, like I started liking the guys who just like brought fun to the field, like Pence and Romo, and then. But currently, I would say my favorite players are obviously Mauricio Dubon, as well as Tyler Rogers, because I like I, I love the way he pitches. It's so cool to me. And then Hunter Pence, even though he's not doing too well this year, I, I just like I just like his I like how fun he is, the type of guy he is. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Rogers. I actually uh, he's on my list too. I really like him. Uh, I saw him first pitch a couple years ago in San Jose. Uh, and this guy was ready, you know, three, four years ago to come up to the big leagues. And it's crazy that he's finally getting his opportunity. Um, but me and him had, I wasn't as low as him. I didn't go as low as him. Uh, I don't see how anybody could, but I was down low for a while. And then I kind of raised it up past couple years. Um, but of course he's very fun to watch. Sophie, what about you? Um, so the first player I fell in love with in 2010 was, you know, Tim Lincecum, he's a fan favorite. He's our golden boy, you know, and um, 
then Baumgartner, we always bought tickets to whenever he was pitching specifically, him and Tim. Um, so Baumgartner and Romo has a pretty special place in my heart because he was the first Giants player I ever met. Um, so Romo and I love Marco Scudero, one of my all-time favorite players. Um, I think we can all agree that Scudero is a pretty big, big man in the franchise. Um, but as of current, um, Dubon goes without saying. Um, I'm really excited for Yastrzemski, obviously. Um, you know, it's going to be cool to see what he can achieve in the upcoming years in the season. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's Dubon definitely has a lot going for him. Um, so we all love Mauricio Dubon. All right, uh, next one we have here is, um, as I pull up my list, because I found the Strickland picture and now I got to go back, um, favorite ballpark food and why? So pretty much what I do when I go to the ballpark is I bring in food. Um, and Oracle Park is great that you can do, you know, you can bring in food. Some places don't allow it. Um, but if I am eating at the park, um, which is a budget blower, by the way, um, I like hot dogs. I like the garlic fries. I would eat those. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, nothing. I mean, sometimes I'll go with the popcorn, but it's too, the popcorn's too sweet for me, but, um, ballpark food i mean there's there's a lot of good options uh, so sophie we'll start with you what is your favorite ballpark food and why so my favorite ballpark food i have like a kind of like a nostalgic favorite and then kind of a new one um so my nostalgic favorite is obviously the garlic fries i mean growing up that's the thing that you get at the Giants ballpark. Um, it's just very true to the city, true to the area. And um, I think that's really special. Um, but lately in like the last four years or so when I go, um, I've been kind of going and getting like the mission style, like tacos or like the bowls, just cause um, mission style is really close to home for me as well. So it's good to have both of those things that kind of bring me back home and kind of root me back into the Bay area. Brennan? Um, uh, there, like, I could go on for a while about all the foods I like. I'm not going to do that, but there are a lot of food. There are definitely a lot of foods that I, that I get at the games. I'm fortunate enough to live pretty close to the stadium, so I get to go often and have the food a lot. But my go-to, like, is I always get garlic fries. And if it's a day game, I, I get ice cream. And if it's a night game, I get hot cocoa. Oh, okay. And I'll usually have like at least one other thing, like maybe hot dog or a churro or cotton candy or something. It's it's really expensive, but it's also really, really good. Yeah, I, I like to get those. Um, I just thought of this. I like to get those lemonade, the frozen lemonades um, with the uh, with the wood thing as the, as the, the stick or whatever. Um, and I I like those, but like I can't finish them. So there's a lot of things at the ballpark that I like, but I can't finish. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Isaac, what about you? Uh, I mean, like you, I tend to bring in food because it's very expensive. But I got to go with hot dog and dibs ice cream. That's usually what I get at games because you can get that Giants games, you can get that A's games, get that in the stadium. 
but garlic fries are also great. But just hot dog dibs ice cream is usually what I do. Kevin? So I actually haven't got I haven't had like actual food at the ballpark in such a long time. But every single time I go, I always have to get a Ghirardelli Sunday. Every single time. It's so expensive, but they're so good and like I, I can't even explain it. Like the hot fudge they put on the top and just everything and just I I'm hungry now. <laughs> yeah. I'm starving too. As a matter of fact, um, our go-to, we usually bring in sandwiches. I mean, I remember when I was the age where I would bring in um, those little Lunchable things, and I'd bring those into the ballpark. Um, so, yeah, in, sandwiches are kind of our go-to um, in, terms of, in terms of game days. We usually pick them up and then bring them in. Um, another one here, and this is an interesting one, favorite baseball movie. Now, I've seen a good amount of them. Uh, and this is a really hard one. We might overlap here. That's completely okay. Um, but if I were to pick a favorite movie, baseball-wise, and I honestly didn't think of this, but, you know, Field of Dreams, Bull Durham, they're all great. But Major League is my favorite baseball movie. I think that's one of the greatest baseball movies ever. Um, Charlie Sheen's great in it. Um, I was Rick Vaughn for Halloween this past Halloween. Um I have the jersey right now in my closet, which I should have had it out to show you guys, but it was it's completely awesome. So Major League is my movie. Um, Isaac, what about you? What's your favorite baseball movie? I don't know if you can have a favorite baseball movie. I mean, I love everything. Sandlot, uh, Rookie of the Year, the Cubs kid that plays. Uh, Major League, I mean, the one about the woman ball players I really liked. 42 those are probably my top five favorite yeah all good movies all great movies sophie what about you um i think the you know the fan favorite probably is the sandlot just because i feel like a lot of, that was kind of a lot of us that was our intro to baseball movies um you know me being a younger fan 17 that was probably my like foot in the door to baseball movies um, 42, of course, I think that movie's just done incredibly. And Moneyball, I think, is a really good one with Brad Pitt. That's a really good baseball movie as well. Yeah, and Sandlot, uh, to go on to your point, Sandlot's a movie where um, a, lot of, a lot of people actually lived through experiences like that. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. I mean, I remember playing outside and making second base in the street, third base on the curb. It was a lot of fun. And Moneyball, every time I watched that, um, I always want to be a GM like after like yeah. it's funny. It's always like, a, yeah. I watch this. Okay. Now I want to go into like scouting or something. And I usually spend the rest of the day playing out of the park baseball or something. Kevin, what about you? Favorite baseball movie? I know it's hard to pick one. So Sophie keeps stealing my answers, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, grow up like growing up on Sandlot, just the real world experiences based off of the movie. Like, it's a very relatable movie. Like, you know, me and all my neighbors, we'd set out in the street and play baseball nonstop. We'd hit cars and all the fun stuff and get in trouble all the time. And um, Moneyball is also a good one just because it's local. Um, I have, you know, like all the scenes where they're showing the fans and stuff. 
they had an open recruitment for extras and stuff. So a bunch of family members or like you could just like, see the little frames of them. So I think that's really cool. And yeah, I think Sandlot's definitely my favorite and just the most memories. And I feel like it's the all around family film that it's always wholesome, no matter what age you're watching it all, whatever age you're watching it at. And the whole family gets to watch it together and like, it just feels like it's a feel good movie. Like everyone feels good watching it. For sure. And it, I recommend all these baseball movies to anybody listening or watching. Brennan, I'm sure a lot of your answers have been said already, but uh, go ahead. All right. This is probably going to make a lot of people upset, but I, I've barely seen any baseball movies. Uh, yeah, I've, I, I watched Sandlot like four times because they would, they would play it at a summer camp I went to. Like we'd take a break and watch a movie and every time it was Sandlot. And I saw Benchwarmers a few years ago and I saw like five minutes of Major League when it was on MLB Network. And like, I, I liked what I saw even though I watched it for like five minutes. But out of the two that I watched, like out of the two that I watched all the way through, I liked Benchwarmers more, but like that's not even a real answer because I've hardly seen any. Well, that's okay. That means that you get to see some in the future. But Benchwarmers, yeah. that's a new answer. And uh, it is one that I see often on MLB Network and I've seen a million times and it's hilarious. Rob Schneider is actually a Pacifica kid. So um, there's that. All right, finally, last question here before I let you go. I don't want to keep you guys too long. Um, this is an interesting one, and this is one that everybody has. Um, favorite baseball moment. So my favorite baseball moment, um, there's a couple iconic ones that I point to. Obviously, the Lincecum Complete Game, um, Derek Jeter's last home game at Yankee Stadium was pretty incredible. I watched that one from start to finish. Uh, but the main one for me is definitely Travis Ishikawa's walk-off home run in game five of the championship series against the Cardinals, against Michael Waka. Um, and it might be, you know, it might not be an all-time great moment in terms of, oh, the Giants would have probably won that game anyway. But it was amazing. It was amazing to watch not just that moment happen, but watch Travis Ishikawa right in the middle of it, who was about to retire, who was signed to a minor league deal, um, coming back to baseball, just an overall great story. Um, and really we didn't hear much of him after that. So it was kind of a one and done thing for Ishikawa, but um, putting him in left field where he barely played professionally, uh, that one for me was pretty awesome. Uh, but there's a lot of, you know, no hitters. I've seen a, a couple of those. I saw Tim Lincecum's no hitter in person. I know Lincecum's been a name that we've dropped so many times already today. Um, but Brennan, what is your favorite baseball moment? Or give me a couple of your favorites. All right. Well, like I said earlier, I didn't follow baseball until 25th. This is going to be an unusual answer. For me, I'm going to have to go with the Connor Gillespie home run in the wild card game. Because, yes. like, while I, I watched us, like, I did watch us win the World Series in 2010 and 2012. And I watched most of the postseason in 2014, even though I didn't really understand how big of a deal it was. And so that's why I'm going with the Gillespie one. It, 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 like, I, I, I don't think people realize how, how great the game itself was. And then, like, of all people to do it, it's like, it's, it, like, 
Gillespie's story is kind of similar to Ishikawa's. Like, he was with the Giants a few years before, bounced around the minor leagues, never found a home, and then he hits this big home run in the postseason. I think that would be a bit of a better moment if um, the thing, I don't want to say it, the thing that happened a week later hadn't gone down against the Cubs. But, yeah, I'm, yeah that's why my favorite moment is the Gillespie home run. Yeah, that that is. I remember watching that, and um, and again, another amazing performance by Madison Baumgartner. But both sides with the Mets, you could not buy a run at all through, you know, up until that point. Uh, and Noah Syndergaard was just as good. Um, and I remember watching that. I threw my hands up. It, great moment. He was all happy running the bases. Um, just pure, pure excitement. Sophie, what about you? Favorite baseball moments? Let's hear it. One of my all-time favorite moments is definitely Bumgarner walking out of that bullpen, you know, seeing the crowd just react and they're like, man, this is getting serious and like we're about to be done. That's one of my favorite moments. Um, And just seeing the crowd react is always one of the best things. Um, And you know, knowing how dialed in Bumgarner is for every single game he plays and never getting out of that mindset, I think, is very important. Um, and he showed that through his um, very long time with the Giants. Um, another one of my favorite moments, um, probably Hunter's yes, yes, yes speech. That's one of my favorite moments. I think it really brought the city together and really gave us a sense of all right, we can do this. Let's get it done. And I think that's also very important to have. Yeah, that, that game. Yeah, it was the last game of the uh, regular season, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, and that was really the slogan for the entire postseason going forward. Um, and the Giants yeah. in, in either of those uh, four series, you know, counting the wild card game against Pittsburgh, they did not have they were not projected by any big time and I guess this goes for their entire dynasty if you want to call it that run um they were not favored in any of those series and you mentioned Bumgarner coming out of the bullpen I thought his postseason legacy was you know I thought we saw as high as it could get five when he threw the shutout and then it just climbed even further and he won MVP he got the truck we saw the uh Chevrolet guy have a panic attack on camera, which was yep. awesome. Um, but that was he had underwear named uh, put a, uh, named after him. So yeah, an overall icon at that time. Yeah, and um, to add another one really quick before my turn is over, I I just remembered this. Um, uh, Bochi's retirement, seeing Tim Lincecum come come out of those gates. Oh my god was incredible I think we all kind of had an idea but Tim is just so very to himself like he had like he always has been so it was always kind of I don't know maybe but um yeah seeing him come out of those gates was a really big thing can I say something about that go for it okay so I was also at that game and like it was so surreal. Like when Rennell said number 55, the roar of the crowd was, it was just unbelievable. Yeah, for sure. And I was there too. Um, I like, I have a knack for going to those games. Um, I went to Kane's last game. Uh, I went to Barry Bonds' number retirement ceremony. And I went to Boach's, Boach's last game. And 
Um, that was a really, that's a good answer because nobody could get a hold of this guy. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned, he keeps to himself. I mean, you talk to guys like Cody Ross. Cody Ross never gets his text messages returned. Bochy can't get a hold of him. Um, and, you know, there was a report that came out earlier that day that he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, so during the game, I knew he was there. But still, I mean, I had goosebumps. And seeing all the former players come out, yeah. that was a truly amazing moment. Kevin, what about you? Favorite baseball moments? Um, I definitely got to start off Bond 756. That was – I just remember watching it with my dad and we were just the whole, the whole time we were just like, okay, is this going to happen now? Is it going to happen now? And then it happened. We both jump up and start screaming and stuff. Even though I, I kind of like barely knew what was going on. I knew it was a big moment in history. Um, other like moments that just topped my head. Obviously 2010, there were so many amazing moments. Like I remember, especially like, um, the series against the Rangers, just there was a game on Halloween. And I guess this is more of a personal experience, but we were like trick-or-treating and there was somebody who had the game on in their garage. And every single person who walked by stopped and sat down and watched the game. And there, there was just a ginormous group of people just watching the game together. And it, the atmosphere there, we were all screaming every single play. It, like that whole... A whole playoffs for me was just so like every day I'd just be shaking like oh my god this is happening. <laughs> um, now obviously like the final game with Renria's home run and just everything, and then was it 2012 with Posey's slam against the, the yeah. Reds? That was a big moment. That definitely. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people thought we were out being down 2-0 and then we come yeah. back and then the next series we're down 3-1 then we come back and just all of those comebacks in 2012 like the torture the yeah. shaking just <laughs> getting over those were just so huge and then the easy sweep over the Tigers just Pablo's three home run game that was crazy destroying their rotation just all those all the playoff series just have like such a deep spot in my heart and like yeah, I just remember watching all of them and how excited and happy I was just seeing those on the screen and going to, like, the watch parties and stuff, and yeah. Yeah, that, you know, you brought up a couple points that I want to touch on. That Posey Grand Slam was probably one of the top five hits in the entire franchise's history. That was absolutely huge, um, you know, and Another one that I think of now that is a big memory of mine, Barry Zito. I mean, yeah. unbelievable performance. I think it was game five of the division uh, championship series in St. Louis. And I still to this day, the prettiest, ga- uh, prettiest game I've seen pitch. Not the best game, but the prettiest game. The way his contract was looking up until that point. Um, a couple other underrated notes about that 2012 playoffs. Gregor Blanco in game two actually hit Doug Fister in the head. Uh, I remember that really well for some reason. Um, And you could read lips. They were like, where are you? And he's like, San Francisco, it's game two, and I'm pitching. And they were doing like the concussion test. I remember that. Uh, And Ryan Vogelsong getting Miguel Cabrera to pop out. Um, The bases were loaded. Cabrera, triple crown uh, winner. Getting him to pop out in that situation was amazing to end the inning. 
Um, and also Jeremy Affelt getting the heart of the Tigers order, uh, like struck out the side. Delman Young was there too. That was amazing to watch. Um, so yeah, some I'm reminiscing big time here. There were so uh, many I, magical moments in that series, just like the whole playoffs, just so many things happened that you'll look back on in like 10 years and just like, wow, that's, that all happened the same season. Like that was just crazy. Like it's like, yeah. it's like better than a movie script. Just. It's a really crazy thing to be able to say that you've lived through and watched and yeah, it's really, it's really awesome. Yeah, for sure. Isaac, what about you? Favorite baseball moments? Let's hear. Favorite baseball moments. Okay. I have two. One was Pablo's 2012 first game, three home runs. I remember that really well because I was actually at a friend of my dad's house watching it on TV. And since I don't own a TV, actually getting to see a game live was really cool, especially because Pablo went yard three times off of it. was Verlander, right? He went yard off of Verlander. And then the other moment was uh, 2014, game seven, just lying on the couch, listening to the radio, Bum Gardner coming in, mowing down the Royals lineup, and getting really nervous when the triple, the arrow. All Salvi Perez had to do was hit one out, and we would have been done. But no, Bum Gardner pop up to Pablo to end it, falls on his knees. That was probably my favorite moment. Awesome. And then left for free agency a couple weeks later. No, I'm just kidding. But, um,. <laughs> Yeah, that triple, that triple scared everybody. I mean, oh my god! I mean, Gregor Blanco. I mean, he's better than that. Juan Perez kicked it too, um, and that was the tying run. So that that was amazingly scary. Um, and I like listening to Sandoval's uh, John Miller's call on KMBR of Sandoval's uh, third home run. He said something like, "And Pablo Sandoval looks like the babe himself has come back to life." And it's just, yeah, it's a great call. Um, for sure. But before we leave, I have to play something that our friend Brennan uh, tweeted at me earlier, and he made this video of Kipe, of Dwayne Kuyper, Voice of the Giants on TV. And if, if you want a really good glimpse of Dwayne Kuyper getting excited during games, this is one. So go ahead and listen to a compilation of three videos of Dwayne Kuyper saying, Dropped. Center field, a long run for NCRK. NCRK, Jack! <laughs> real, real quick, here's the Delucci one again. It honestly sounds like the fact that he repeated himself, he dropped it, he dropped it. It's amazing, and I just had to play that because it's great. We truly have, like, the best commentators in the we league. Do. Like, I don't get how – especially Dodger fans say that they're not so good. And it's like, no, they're definitely the best. They bring so much more magic to every game. Like, they keep the yeah. excitement up. Like, if you watch, like, a White Sox game, for example, like, 
I get really bored watching White Sox games. Like, yeah. the commentators are dry. The Southern dude has his home run call. That's kind of annoying. I am here retired, so. Oh, okay. No <laughs> longer. Yeah. But, like, um, yeah. Commentators do really add a lot to the game. And you don't really – and we're blessed to not really know what it's like to not have that. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. watching other games, you really see how, how crucial it is to a game. And there's an example right there. If Dwayne Kuyper was not enthusiastic and exciting, we will probably have never heard that clip. Yeah. So, <laughs> that, yeah. But yeah, we really do have a great broadcast team. Um, you know, Crew Kipe should go to the Hall of Fame together. To be honest, Miller's already in there, and Fleming is is the next best thing in baseball broadcasting. So, um, for sure, you know they're they're outstanding. Guys, thank you again for coming on. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Um, Thanks for having us. Yeah, Thank for you. sure. It was a lot of fun, and I, I hope um, we could get more people on um, roundtable this new segment. It's going to be a lot of fun, but uh, I'm excited for this series for sure. So thank you guys for coming on. Thank you guys for listening. You guys could follow RizzoCast on Twitter and Instagram, at RizzoCast. So go put that on your to-do list. I don't want to be that one YouTuber, but smash the subscribe (laughs) button, turn on the notification (laughs) bell, smash the thumbs up button. I hate saying that. Um, I feel like I'm going to get my house raided. Uh, And yeah, do you guys want to plug yourself? There you go, Kevin. There you go. Yeah, RizzoCast. Yeah, RizzoCast. Exactly. Smash the the follow button. We're growing. Uh, And also we have Ryan Rollinger, a name that some people don't even know. But Ryan Rollinger is expected to come on the show very soon. Um, so stay tuned for him, former San Francisco Giants infielder. Um, had a cup of coffee in the big leagues, uh, but should be interesting to talk to him. Again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. And have a great day. San Francisco Giants elite. Uh, they have been amazing. And uh, just, just know that um, the higher-ups in Giants Twitter – know who these people are and uh, they deserve the respect for sure. Thank you guys for listening and have a great day.